Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people. What do you get when you combine three sociopaths with 20 questions about a movie? You get what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello, good people, and welcome to episode 101 of the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Cues. Uh, we're briefly breaking our hiatus to come back and deliver this episode for you. Very happy to be here, and our neighbours are so excited about it that they've both thrown parties, so if you can hear that in the background, <laughs> that's what those noises are. But as I said... It's going to be three potentially unhinged people to join me. The first of which is Machu. How are you, Machu? Oh, not bad. I think that opening was a bit unhinged, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I'm feeling. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling homicidal like the FBI warning told us, but yep, I'm feeling a bit unhinged as well. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, sweet. Well, can you keep clicking your pen while you're talking? That's <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see unhinged, that'd be really good. Uh, the other person that's joining us is Dory. How are you, Dory? Great, mate. Uh, a bit dusty after last night. Trying not to trust any farts at the moment. Just um, <laughs> hanging in there, a bit jaded. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you so much for plucking up the carriage and effort to come and see us and do this. Uh, yeah, so as you guys can see by the name of the episode, we went and saw Joker, the latest film from DC, sort of. Well, not really. It's not really set inside the DCU. But uh, yeah, as usual, we'll give you guys a bit of a plot of the film before we get into it. Much, why don't you tell us what the plot of the film Joker right. is. Uh, so the plot of the film Joker is a 2019 American psychological thriller film directed by Todd Phillips, who co-wrote the screenplay with Scott Silver. Who the fuck are those guys? <laughs> Todd Phillips directed The Hangover. <laughs> right. Directed okay. The Hangover, old school, he's that dude. Okay, okay. Uh, so the film, based on DC comic characters, stars Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, an origin story set in 1981. Oh, that's when I was born. Um, the film follows Arthur Fleck. Well, I saw a news article of yours recently <laughs> where you said you were 25. But hey, um, the film <laughs> follows Arthur Fleck, a mentally ill, failed stand-up comedian who turns to a life of crime and chaos in Gotham City. Yeah, I don't know if he ever became a stand-up comedian, to be honest. <laughs> he tried it once, eh? Where do these fucking plots come from? And he doesn't even fail. Like, he gets on the most successful TV show <laughs> yeah. in all of Gotham. How is that failing? He's a massive success. Yeah. Uh, I mean, before we sort of talk a bit more about it, obviously, spoiler alert, we're going to cover the entirety of the film. So if you haven't seen it, want to play along anyway, that's basically the plot for you. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a look at the scores for this film. IMDb have it at 9.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes have it at 69%. And Metacritic, ah, what a surprise, has it at 66%. Uh, Dory, what would you give this as a score out of 10,000 clown shoes? I'm going to give a pretty solid score. I'm going to give it about 8,127 clown shoes. Yep. It's pretty good. Mm. You know, it's not going to be for everyone, but it's a pretty good movie. Fair enough. What about you, Machu? Yeah, I agree. I reckon those Rotten Tomato Metacritic guys are full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm going for 9,000 clown shoes. I thought this is one of the better movies I've seen this year. Was um, Endgame come out this year? Is yes. It? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it's right up there. Are you can take the pussy out of Endgame again. <laughs> I fucking hate you 3,000, much. <laughs> this is Start Game, and that was Fuck Off Marvel <laughs> Universe Game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you guys, though. Like, the film isn't without its flaws, which we'll obviously get into a discussion on. But more definitely one of the better films this year. I'm going to give it somewhere in the middle, 8,500 and negative two. I was trying to think about what it's a mathematical it is. equation answer. It's trying to it's like it's wavering between eight and nine for me, and I'm gonna go on the slightly more pessimistic side. Especially because it's DC movies, and apparently according to all our listeners, I fucking hate DC movies. You do. <laughs> you definitely I, do. I, I definitely do, but I mean <laughs> So yeah, we've run through the plot, we've run through the scores for this film, we're gonna get into it and ask what the podcast suggests, we're going to ask 20 questions about this film. We start with the 10 questions that can be applied to any film. We then move into three personal questions each and then finally throw it over there to you guys for our listener question and we sort of check out your answers that you gave us. The question that we always start with is the compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad and one thing good about this film. Now, Dory, you're to my left so you can lead us off. Uh, will do there, mate. The first good thing about this movie, it was a great success of bridging the gap between like comic book fantasy and real life. Like, it really humanised something that's never really been humanised before. Like, mm. in the comic book or even in the like, animated series where the Joker's the villain, you just accept he's just this crazy evil mastermind. But to give that a backstory of why he is as fucked up as he is, mm. is you know, it's, it's done. And I can't think of any others sort of 
that have done it as well as that. Yeah, definitely. Bad thing is this movie started off really slow. Like, it lost me for a bit there. There was a bit where I was thinking, like, this movie's not that long. I knew it was two hours, and about an hour in, I was going, fuck, what's going to happen? Like, what are they going to his mum. <laughs> what are they going to get to? Like, I just couldn't think of how that was going to climax yeah. with, you know, what I'd envisaged in my head was going to be, you know, yeah. the, the height of the, of the movie. So, And I know you love envisioning climaxes. <laughs> how do you climax? <laughs> I usually do it with my eyes closed and picturing someone else. Fair enough. Sat on my arm for half an hour. <laughs> Who is that? Uh, the last good thing, I thought that the portrayal of Gotham was awesome. Like, it seemed like a real savage sort of, you know, martial law almost place, dangerous. Like, you felt that vibe. It was like political unrest. I, I believed in the place that they were living in. Like, everyone hated it. Mm. It was, yeah, it was dark. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Greeson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gate Park. 80, 80k, but out of Tucky, where Stan lives back in the 2019. <laughs> For international listeners, we're just throwing shade at where each of us lives. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Machi? What do you got? Yeah, I thought it's a refreshing take on the old Joker um, story, and I, I thought they pulled it off. Like, we've we've seen it um, before, but this was a, a, something new, something different, and it was, as Dory said, either just as good or even better. I guess what I didn't like so much about the film was the old beautiful mind scenes. You know, the scenes that you think is happening and then they then they reveal to you later that they it d- didn't actually happen at all. It's the classic, the movie's just fucking lied to you. <laughs> you know? And I think, like, um, I, I, it just pissed me off. And, like, um, sometimes it works. You know, we, we've seen it work with Fight Club. We've seen it work with Beautiful Mind. But if that, those, um, if that relationship isn't central to the movie, don't put it in the fucking movie. It just pissed me off. Other than that, like I thought, um, I thought the scenes were just so well put together. Some of those um, really punchy scenes uh, near the end and somewhere in the middle, I just thought they were really great scenes. You know, you could you could have guessed what was going to happen, but you know, it just kept you on your edge on the edge, and I mm. thought that was really awesome. When you were just talking about like the movie lying to you, what you're referencing, it kind of reminded me. It brought me back to high school, and I remember we had an assignment where we had to do creative writing, and everyone was writing essays. And about, like, maybe a couple of classes in, the teacher goes, oh, by the way, no one can put the ending, oh, I woke up and it was a dream. <laughs> and, yeah. dude, no shit, half the class just went like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just like that, that dude at school that tells you about how he hooked up with all those chicks, like Jay from The Inbetweeners, eh? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been yeah. on fucking all oh, this chick all day. Or oh, Sam from Chiamu College. Yeah. I, I wanted to high-five Joker when he scored that girl. Eh? I was like, oh, what a dude. You know, yeah. things are starting to look up for him. <laughs> no, he's fucking lying to us. Much you broke the cardinal <laughs> sin of no talking in a theatre experience by saying, yeah, see, all the gangsters get the girls, bro. <laughs> I, like, I don't Fair think he's really a gangster. <laughs> as soon as he got that gun, he started waving it around. Fair enough. I'm surprised you guys haven't mentioned it, but, I mean, we do have a question later about what's your most controversial opinion about this film, and maybe yours is controversial to this, but Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Fuck, he lost a ton of weight. He really embodied that role. He brought you on the ride. I really enjoyed his performance. Yeah, we'll touch on this. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> suspecting. Uh, and that's my bad thing is everyone else is kind of average. Everyone else is like sort of fills the roles. Like Robert De Niro did pretty good. But the other, like, like we get as a character story about one main character. So there's not really enough there for anyone else to do their jobs. But some of the other actors, I was just a little bit like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think they couldn't. They could have done without Robert De Niro, eh? <laughs> I, I like you, Murray. I like, <laughs> fuck you, Murray. I like what they did to Robert De Niro, but uh... Murray was my favourite guy. I loved him. <laughs> that was the best part. I was just thinking of every lonely person at home who sits here at home and watches Oprah or like, yeah. you know, whatever your like reality Letterman, whatever it is. Like, you know, some people feel like these people are their friends. Yeah, it's true. Like, they actually do. They feel like they're, like, mates with these are TV all, celebrities. Are these, all those TV celebrities, are they all assholes? <laughs> like, I've seen David Letterman rip shit off people in the yeah, show. Yeah, they've got to be assholes. <laughs> Jerry Springer's not nice. Yeah. He just sounds nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's that, English? Like Jerry Springer? Oh, Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy, Jeremy Kyle, that yeah, guy. He's like, lovely. Okay. Yeah. Like, in person, great guy. The other good thing for me is, like, it doesn't fetishize the violence. It it actually feels like genuine violence. Like there's a scene there where he shoots those people on the subway 
And for me, I was like, I actually feel visibly shook sort of thing. But go and watch a John Wick movie. Watch 100 Dudes Die. Go watch John Rambo. Watch 100 Dudes Die. Don't care. Whatever. Thanos wipes out half the galaxy. Don't care. All that sort of shit. This yeah. movie like drew me in. Each kill rocked, a, rocked you, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like Those subway kills, especially the later kills with like his mate, his workmate, fucking stabbed him with the scissors. And then you thought he was going to kill the, the shorter fellow. thought killing his <laughs> mum was real hard out. Like that oh, yeah. Was, like, Hell. My mum's pissed me off sometimes. She's, <laughs> she, she's grounded me and told me I can't go to parties. and like. But yeah. Anywho, that moves us over to question number two. What is it there, Dory? Question number two. What item from this movie would you definitely want or not want to be, Machu? When he's on the street and he's waving around that sign and the clown outfit and the clown shoes, I'd hate to be those clown shoes. Yeah. I mean, they're just screaming out, don't you dare fucking run with me on. <laughs> That was so awkward. And man, he was running. He was <laughs> gassing it. He was chasing those kids that stole his sign, and those shoes were about to fall apart at any minute. Eh? They were just hanging on for. De- <laughs> What's that? He was high stepping the whole oh, way to yeah. like compensate for the shoes. Like, I was impressed. Yeah. I just thought, shit, look at this. So could I? Could I do that? Yeah. So and they it- were about to fall apart at any point. But what did fall apart at one point? The fucking sign. That was my answer, man. I don't want to be that sign. I don't want to be wrapped around Joaquin Phoenix's face. Uh, for my thing, I, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be Joaquin Phoenix's body. <laughs> it does take like, some abuse. He has lost a ton of weight for this movie. He's so skinny. He's like this like feeble, golem-looking creature. Like All ribs. You can see like he's got like that weird like torso thing going on. Like He just looks like demonic. Yeah. Yeah. He does, but how fit is he? He, he just... Gassing it from everyone. No one can catch him. And like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's an athlete's body. Okay, question number three. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? Well, it's funny. We've just been talking about it. I was wondering to myself while watching Joaquin Phoenix's body and everything he's doing in those scenes, what's he going to die from first, malnourishment or lung cancer? Because <laughs> every scene, he's smoking a ciggy. He is chewing darts, eh? Yeah, like <laughs> literally every scene. Yeah. I get that it's set in 1981, but that guy, honestly, yeah, one or the other, basically. Smokes yep. must have been pretty cheap in those days. Oh, that's eh? what yeah. I was thinking. Do it like, these days. No way. No, nah, no way. No wonder he's not eating. He can't. <laughs> My one is, is Joaquin Phoenix actually acting? Whoa, that's a good question. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, man, this guy's real good at this. Too good. <laughs> he kind of reminded me of, like, you know how Hugh Grant's just the same guy in every fucking movie? And yeah, he just, yeah. he's just playing himself, some rich, ignorant asshole that fucking, like, <laughs> can't figure out why chicks, like, get pissed off with him and then eventually falls in love with him in the end. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that's just Hugh Grant, just like I'm pretty sure the Joker is Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I thought, you know, they, they've always been talking about how DC films are all, um, are too dark. And then, then I was thinking, like, they went even darker in this film. <laughs> Full dark in, um, in DC, in this film. But oh, I thought they pulled it off. And that moves us on to the first of our Patreon questions, which comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dave Baker. Dave has his own Patreon that you should all go check out, patreon.com forward slash your favorite. Post a ton of awesome content on there. The link will be in the show notes. And Dave has two questions he throws at us, and I always sort of pick which one would be the most awkward to answer for the podcast and, you know, typical Kiwi humor. And so I've picked this one this time, which is which two characters from this film would you like to have with you at a house party? The first one came real quick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, quick. <laughs> you know, you know, as quick as you'd come if you took her to the party. Is that yeah. you? Oh, you know, it's a her. <laughs> Just guessing. Uh, it is the mental health nurse that's shuffling about all the pills at the start. Like, <laughs> she seems like, dude, if she was at my party, I'd be like, hey, uh, more pills. Yeah. <laughs> like, she just like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sad. Yeah, all my thoughts are pretty bad. Uh, more pills? I think I need to... <laughs> so Makes sense. She would be awesome. And my second person would be Murray, for sure. Oh, like, yeah. he's salt of the earth. It'd be like, kind of like your dad, if you liked your dad. But... <laughs> we should run of it, none of us do. <laughs> yeah, none of us <laughs> I mean, like, you wouldn't, you, did. You, w- you wouldn't get a word in each way uh, with Murray on, like, on at your party. He'd just nah. put your ear off. You'd be like, "Fucking Murray!" Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. But, classic Murray. But he'd bring some atmosphere, you know. Yeah. yeah. What do you got, Machu? I, I had um, the Joker's boss because I, I was really strict. 
scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Who that was the fuck, idea. Who the fuck would you bring to your party from this movie? Like, <laughs> is there anyone? But, and then I was like, oh, Jacob's boss is not too bad. He's got um, he's an entertainment professional. <laughs> yeah, he knows all the clowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. And and then I just had the girl on the subway. <laughs> oh, oh damn it! <laughs> yes, the one, the one hot girl. And you know, you, you, I already know how not to impress her by throwing McDonald's chips at her face. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one move I won't try. I reckon. But, uh, no, no. What you do is you get like one of your boys, like one of us, maybe. Think, can you throw chips at her face and then you come in and be like, oh, fucking leave her alone. Yeah. You want to sweep in there and look like, you know, kind of cool sort of thing. You don't want to be sitting there on the tube just going. <laughs> She's probably not going to appreciate that. Old clown face down the end, eh? Yeah. Who's that? Who's your mate down there? Oh, get away from Get away from clown face. <laughs> get out of here, fucking clown face. Oh, no. I'm going to go with Zazie Beats' character, which is the girl down the hallway. Zazie Beats is a very attractive looking woman, and she seems to be the most nicest one out of all of them. Yeah, she's probably the most normal person in that movie. Yeah, exactly. And then for my second person, I've got, uh, think of someone on the spot, fucked if I know. I don't know who that is, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam, from two hours ago. You really let me down on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to just steal Muchy's answer. The girl on the subway, maybe. <laughs> Got to have a hot girl at your party, eh? Yeah, for sure. Your party might be the shittest party, but if you're the one talking to the hot girl, then it's yeah. the best night of your life. <laughs> I, just, I just can't think of anyone else. It was decent. Like, Come on, the script med nurse. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you gotta, gotta, I've got to give props to the old, um, what's his name, old short, short mate? <laughs> oh, yeah, the shorter fellow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He yeah, was yeah. nice, yeah. Okay, next question. Yes. Number five. What scene from this film do you think will last with you for the longest? And there's a few of them. You've got a few to pick yeah, from here. Yeah, there totally is. Yeah, no, I wonder that, if we've all got different ones. Uh, I, I'm going to go in first because I think I've got the same one. Okay, you <laughs> it's go. Gotta be, it's got to be the scene where the Joker says, you get what you fucking deserve. Oh, that was just epic, you know? Yeah. When he, well, the spoiler alert. We'll yeah, we've already said spoiler, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when the Joker shoots um, uh, Robert De Niro in the face, I mean, that's the last time I answer a knock-knock joke to someone I'm pissed <laughs> off, eh? You know, like an ex-girlfriend walks up to you and she's like, knock-knock, and I'm like, I ain't answering that fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> you get what you fucking deserve! <laughs> can, I, can I point out, that was a fucking good shot, like... He didn't line that up at all. Like he pulled that gun out of his yeah. pants. Like sure he was point blank, but it was just like a quick snap, boom. Yeah, like, like quick draw. I yeah, quick I draw. Could, I reckon, directly like, right from I the middle could, of the forehead. I could imagine. You reckon you could bang? Fuck. Yeah, like, I, I reckon you blow me, your balls tell me off. Tell if I miss. Bang. Right, like maybe. <laughs> you may, probably. Like I, I was thinking, like, could bang. you imagine if he did miss? Oh, I miss you. Yeah. Shit. Could you imagine how fucking awkward that would be if you missed? <laughs> It'd yeah. be like that Pulp Fiction scene. Yeah, where they're all like. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you see the size of the gun? It was bigger than him. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you can't even answer knock-knock jokes from your kids anymore. Eh? Dad, knock-knock. <laughs> nah, nah. I didn't take you to the park yesterday. I'm not falling for that one. I just wanted you to wake up and find teeps over you with a pillow, eh? <laughs> Where's my... I thought I was Thomas Wayne's buddy son. <laughs> the one for me is the subway killing. That was the one, like, we talked about it, like, throwing chips at the girl, and then he just starts laughing, and he can't stop laughing, and then it's the first moment where he becomes a killer. Like, it's the yeah. first person he kills, and just snaps, shoots that guy through the head. Yeah. Up until that point, like Dory said at the start of the movie, first hour was a bit slow moving. When that happened, it was like, holy shit, it's not fucking around. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was audible reactions from the girls that came and watched the movie with us. Yeah, think, yeah. You're kind of rooting for the Joker in that situation, eh? You're like, yeah, you want him to win. He's getting his ass kicked. And then it happens, eh, and you're like, fuck, that's too far. Yeah, yeah, too far. Bro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, take it all back. Like, stalking out of the subway and shooting that guy in the back, like like I said at the start, it was like one of these scenes that legitimately felt like you were watching someone being murdered and you were helpless. You couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. pretty disturbing. Uh, for me, I went in that scene when, what was the lady's name, the neighbour down the hall? Uh, she's played by Zazie Beats, but I don't know her yeah, yeah. name. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, when she comes home and finds him, like, crying in the oh, lounge. Yes. Oh, she's not. she's already home. Yeah, but he's just sitting in her lounge, and the penny drops that she's not actually his girlfriend, and she's freaking. She's like, you know, sort of struggling to actually recall what his name is, and like, sort of identifying that she sort of knows him, trying to like diffuse the situation. And it's just like you just get that chill, like when you realise that he's not supposed to be there, and what's he doing there, and he's fully unhinged at the time, feeling a bit sad, and you go, he's off his drugs. They don't. They don't actually cut like the next scene. He's left the the building, and you know. Who knows? Who knows? We'll get into that soon. Yeah, Yeah, who knows? Yeah. 
And that moves us on to question number six, which is also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins. She's my favorite woman named Emily Higgins, and she will probably continue to be as long as she's our Patreon. She runs the Tasteless Podcast, a podcast in which she compares two movies. Recently, she tried to make the argument that Sucker Punch, the god-awful film by Zack Snyder, is better than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I'm not forgiving you for that, Emily, but good on you. Still love your podcast. Still love your arguments. What would she like to know there, Mitchu? Right, so what character has probably gone the longest without showering? Uh, I'm going to go with Arthur mother. We see her have a lot of baths, but not a lot of showers. It's because they didn't have showers. They just didn't have showers back in 1981. (laughs) Okay, I know New Zealand didn't have showers in 1981. We only got electricity about four months ago. (laughs) As as that's my one too, can we we go into that? Yeah. There's part of me was really creeped out by that scene when he's like sponge bathing his mother like there's nothing and it's slightly intimate. Like, it, yeah, it's a bit, uh, everyone's sort of doing the old, like, oh. yeah, I feel, I feel like they put that in there just to make you feel awkward. They have this intimate relationship and that's what makes him murdering her later just that much more weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just that complete unraveling of like, yeah, yeah. Good point. Ugh. I want to go from mums to those dirty fucking street kids. I thought those, those are the ones that they didn't have bars. So I just thought, oh yeah. Little yeah. shit. The ones that steal a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get away from them. <laughs> Fair enough. Shit. Moves us on to question number seven. What's something in this film that you notice that you don't think other people might have immediately noticed? I'm going to go with Alfred being a little bitch. I don't oh, yeah. think many people noticed Alfred was even in there, but I'm pretty sure it was Alfred that got choked out by the Joker through the fence that was looking after Master Wayne, the child. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Alfred pretty much becomes one of Batman's you know, he's a sidekick almost, really, isn't he? Like, he does a lot of his organisation. He sort of gets him out of some tight jams sometimes. Mm. Whereas that butler that was portrayed in The Joker reminded me more of a Woodhouse type from Archer. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, Hello, sir. <laughs> just like, just like, this guy is so feeble and, like, disgustingly malnutritioned. How can yes. he overpower you? Like, and this, and he was big. He was solid. You know, he was yeah. young. And Alfred from the comics is like a former like army dude. Yeah, that's what you would think. Yeah, yeah. former SAS or something. Eh? Yeah, yeah, he's like former SAS type shit, and then he's you know gone on and become a butler because that was his family tradition type thing. You know, and he is he's a big dude, and he's getting choked out by the Joker, who's yeah. like about sixty kgs <laughs> in the movie. I reckon. Yeah, easily. Yeah. <laughs> What are they doing anyway? What's he? Is he just hanging out with Bruce Wayne at the gate and just chilling? Just well, yeah. At that point, he thinks he's his brother. Saying hi so. to his brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but. Yeah, I get what Bruce Wayne's doing, but what's Arthur doing? Well, he's he's just, trying to see if he can get some new shoes or something. Fuck, oh, this is pretty interesting. It's a nice helicopter. Fuck, thing. I don't have a helicopter. <laughs> how, how much like, hatred would you feel for that kid if oh. it was you and you'd lived in poverty and squalor yeah. and you found out that your dad was like one of the richest person people in the city and he's got a spoiled little brat kid that's getting weighted on hand and foot by servants and... You first should take the nice approach and see if you could get some money. And then <laughs> after that failed, then you would be bitter as fuck. Yeah, like. I mean, especially because the kid's like living it up large on a massive mansion estate and his dad's gone and built a playground right beside the front fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be looking at him like, fuck you, kid. He wasn't very like stranger danger aware, was he? Like, no, not at all. <laughs> Put it right next to the fence. Hey, I'm the richest man in town. Never going to have anyone want to kidnap one of my kids and yeah. fucking hold him for ransom or anything. That'll never happen. Fuck it, yeah. What about you, Machu? There was a bit of a progression with um, the way the Joker laughed, like at the start, and it kind of followed him through the movie. So at the start, when he's battling with his health and his issues, he he laughs with a with an affliction, and um, he's quite sad, and it's quite painful for him. And then he and then it begins to change, and as he changes, so it starts. He's starting to laugh along with people, and then near the end of the film, where he's become this kind of martyr to all these people within Gotham, then he finally laughs like this, like great belting out happy kind of a laugh and it kind of yeah. yeah and i didn't know if everyone kind of picked up on that as i was watching it yeah. as you say it i fully understand what you're saying like at the start yeah. he was almost crying and laughing like yeah it was this painful thing for him but being near the end he's like yeah motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> look at me now couldn't see me before look at me now mom uh i think for me it, it got reinforced towards the end there but the scene and i almost feel like they should have ended it there 
uh, the scene where they sort of cut to the theatre and it shows a Zorro movie's playing. It was called Charlie, the- Charlie Chaplin? No, no, there, that was the earlier one. They were watching the Charlie Chaplin Modern Times. The later scene where, you know, the Waynes come out of the theatre and they're watching Zorro. Like, anyone that knows Batman's history knows that the Waynes were watching Zorro movie or whatever when they came out and got murdered and that's how Batman got created. You know, watch his parents get murdered and shit like that. And obviously they go into that sort of side of it. But the other thing that I noticed that I thought was kind of funny is the guy's name is Arthur Fleck. Yeah. Affleck. Like Ben. Like Ben Affleck, who's just played Batman. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I wonder if that's a dig because he's no longer Batman anymore. Has he always been Arthur Fleck? He's always Fleck? been Arthur Fleck. Yeah. No. No, he definitely has. You reckon? I've done research. Really? Oh, yeah. In the comics and In the shit. comics, he was Arthur Fleck. Yeah. So do you think Ben? Yeah, it's, it's definitely not the first time he's been referenced. It's a chicken and egg. It's a chicken and egg situation, eh? Something this, as well. But... Did, did Ben Affleck come first, or did <laughs> I don't know? Arthur Fleck. I'm pretty come sure first. Ben Affleck's come first quite a few times. He definitely looks like the Fucking type of guy that comes first. Motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next question. So, question number eight. Uh, which character would you pick first for your soccer team? Those kids that steal the sign have got some pace. You want a striker? You want someone that's got some pace? I reckon one of those kids that stole the sign. So you're choosing Arthur Fleck as your uh, striker for your soccer team? Well, yeah, because I've kind of flipped it, man, because like, he was managing to keep up pace with them in yeah. fucking clown shoes. So I'm starting to think he'd make a pretty good striker. Yeah, you're making me rethink my answer. Yeah, I also had Arthur Fleck, but for another reason. Yes, he's fast, but doesn't he go down like a sack of shit eh, every <laughs> yeah. time he gets touched? Fuck, he, could, he could draw some amazing <laughs> penalties. He's a Hollywood artist. <laughs> he does go down like a ton of shit. Every time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, he'd be he, awesome at diving in yeah, the box. In the box, he'd be going down. Everyone would be kicking him, but fuck, he'd get up and he'd still be all right. It's a good point as well, and he's pretty good at marking people because he follows that girl around all day. <laughs> oh, creepy. <laughs> I um. <laughs> oh, I went for uh, someone on the same scene. You're talking about Sam. Um, talking about those kids. You made me rethink it after I, I realised that Arthur kept up with them, but they did show a good right boot. Like yeah. when he was on the ground, like <laughs> we didn't see many people throw many kicks in this movie, but that guy or the guy on the train, honourable mentions, him as well. yeah, yeah, honourable yeah. mentions goes to those three. Yeah, <laughs> there was some, there was some good kicking, and I was like, yeah. I noticed it. I was like, that's a toe hack I want on my team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the three dudes on the train would be good at clearance kicks, yeah, eh? Just like, yeah, yeah, good exactly. defenders. Question number nine. What quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear after you've finished having sex? When you bring me out, can you call me Joker? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you followed it with that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the happy laugh. The laugh at the end. The <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. I just went with the plane. Fuck you, Murray. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. you didn't go with that much, given that you've got a best friend in Murray. Oh, hey, I'm not Murray. <laughs> That's pretty good. I went for my mother tells me to smile and put on a happy face. <laughs> she told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. <laughs> what a stand-up comic! Whenever I see my, <laughs> oh, whenever your mum comes into conversation just after sex. So. <laughs> And that moves us down to question number 10, which is also a Patreon question. This comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Julio of the Contrarians podcast, a podcast in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. So, for instance, for this one, at 69%. No, they might leave this one. They typically go for higher than 80% films, say why it's shit, or they take lower rated films to say why they're awesome. What would Julio like to know? He would like to know what is our most controversial opinion about this film. I'm going to go with that this version of the Joker is a shit supervillain. Yeah, I agree. But this is a really good movie, but Arthur Fleck transitioning into the Joker, he's more chaos and insanity than he is any sort of intelligence. Or like this guy's got to eventually going to be outwitting Batman on a regular mm. basis and be so well organized because he's got no superpowers like a lot of other villains. Like, like Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got to have his shit organized, right? He's got to have henchmen. He's got to have master plans, and he becomes a, a like amazing thief. And he's always got his fingers and everything. And Arthur Fleck's just fucked up. Like, yeah. Like I think a better adversary for Arthur Fleck would be like a mall cop, not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I'm going to need you to return those goods, please. Like, yeah. It'd be quite an even. It'd be quite even as yeah, well. Between like, him like, and a mall cop, a good, like, it'd be a good rivalry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
Batman's like, how the fuck is that going to turn him from what he, they've portrayed him as this yeah. to, like, evil genius? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like the same thing. Yeah. He's, like, the Joker is a gangster. He is a gangster. and, and to the, He's the highest Like a Jared Leto gangster, gangster do you reckon? Yeah, like Tupac, like Donald Trump, <laughs> like fucking George Bush. <laughs> what the he's fuck? He's like, these guys are... Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> they just do what they Oprah want. They just gangster. do what they want, everyone. And he's got this mad following. And he's got all this protection. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like, um, the, yeah, the, he's, he's, he's not that. No. He's not a um, super villain. No. Yeah. Like, in fact, you actually, you know, you, you sympathize with him. You yeah. don't actually think he, he's not even for a lot of this that evil. He's just sort of misunderstood, and you feel bad for the guy. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's desperately trying to fit into society. Yeah, you know, like desperately, and it's not until he gets pushed to absolute breaking point that you get what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that exact same answer, and lucky I had one backup. And I guess the other controversial opinion I had was that they didn't need Batman for this movie. He didn't need to be there and I don't think it had to add, it could have had oh, nothing right. to do with Batman and it would have been a better movie. Fuck you, And it just, it just reminds <laughs> me, it just reminds me of like George Clooney and Val Kilmer. As soon as they brought in Bruce Wayne, it's like, that's right, all that unbelievable shit. It was <sighs> believable and then they brought in Bruce Wayne and now I'm thinking, this little kid's going to grow up wearing a fucking Batman suit and fight crime. Oh, fuck. How, are they, how is that going to be believable? Do you think that's going to be the highlight of that kid's acting career? Like when he like is 22 at a bar, be like, yeah, I've been in some movies. I was actually Batman when I, when I was seven. <laughs> like, he will. I played he will 1981 Batman. What happened to you? Did you like smash the Joker? Did you carve him up? Oh, no. No, no my parents took my royalties and I don't have anything anymore. <laughs> I reckon you're right. I reckon every kid that's played Batman, like in Batman vs Superman, and the original Batmans, all that sort of shit, there was a little kid that played him who's in, probably in a bar right now, yeah. fucking telling some girl. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually Batman. And the Batman kid's always a shit kid, eh? Like he's always this real uptight, slick dickhead, eh? You wouldn't be yeah, mates yeah. with Batman. There's as no as way a, he'd nah. be tough. <laughs> he'd be too nah. potsy. Like this guy's yeah. never fucking had any hardship in his life other than. His, his, old man, get... his old man's not afraid to knock someone in the face in the, yeah, the toilet. That was a zone. good punch. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> punch. punch. I Doesn't didn't that... see that one coming. That was good. Just see a little jab to the nose, eh? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's quite. I'm done with this conversation. I'm just going to punch you in the face. <laughs> that's, that's a gangster. That's a gangster right there. Yeah, yeah not Joker. It's funny, Machu. I think this is the reason why we shouldn't leave you alone with sets of answers. Uh, well, me and Dory go off and have a take a slash because <laughs> my answer was I don't like how much they shoehorned in DC shit into this. You know, it was a perfect his own standalone film. We don't need to see the Waynes get murdered. We don't need to see him meet Alfred. We don't need to see him go to the Wayne Manor. We don't need to see him get punched by Bruce Wayne's dad, Martha Wayne, or whatever his or, name is. <laughs> or, or be Batman's brother. Yeah, or be Batman's brother. Oh, we didn't need Batman's that shit. Brother. Yeah, you didn't right. need that, eh? Yeah, didn't need that. Admittedly, it was kind of a. I'll give the film this. It was quite good how they basically sort of intimated that the Joker is Batman's brother and then just basically pulled the rug from under you. Or did they? Or did they? Or did they? But, uh, yeah. That's some thought-provoking. No, shut up, DC. Just don't do go there. Yeah, we don't need it. You know what I mean? Like like a subtle hint, like I mentioned about how they showed the theatre, they showed Zorro was playing. Like That's all you needed. That was all you needed. We just need to see the Waynes come out. We don't need to see the pearls getting ripped off. We don't need to see oh, old man Wayne getting shot in the chest again. pearls getting ripped off again. I know. Why like, does it always have to be the pearls, eh? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We've seen Martha Wayne get pearl necklace way too many times. <laughs> Why don't we just move on? That's why it's our routine. <laughs> Anywho, that moves us over to our personal questions. Dory, why don't you start us off? Okay, I got a first one for you. I, I referenced earlier that I was getting a bit bored during this movie, and I was thinking at that point, how are they going to get to the point where like the Joker is like pulling off a masterful plan of like being a supervillain? Yeah, which they didn't eventually get to. Like, yeah. Is there going to be a sequel? Is this building up for something that there's going to be a, a franchise of Joker movies? Nah, nah, too dark, too real. And how can they? How can they make Batman real? Eh? Like, how are they going to legitimately put a Batman suit on someone and and um, keep in the same vein? It's going to, you know, you, it's it's they want to go. They'll go back to candy floss and they'll go back to popcorn and um, what are those real uh, tangy fruits? Tangy fruits, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's definitely never been any dark Batman films featuring the Joker, has there? Oh, but yet 
not not this realistic, eh? Like this one, yeah. this not, one really. Not this dark. Yeah, this not this dark. Not this, this dark night. This, this one, one earthy, earthy, definitely... right down to the earth, where you could say, actually, I, you know, I could see a guy pointing at a gun, shooting someone on television, mm. you know, and and I can see how he could be there doing that. But can you see someone uh, with a bat battering? <laughs> 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 A bat, a bat hook, and he's shooting up to the twentieth story, and then yeah. flying up there, and then jumping on someone, and he's robbing an old lady. Is that realistic? I'm just imagining <laughs> th- yeah. throwing like the smoke bombs and like be like <laughs> <laughs> sort of coughing, <laughs> having a pretty even fight with a yeah. with a uh, with a young one of those street kids that have just stolen yeah. a sign. <laughs> oh, good. It's, yeah, I just can't see how they can carry it on. So. No, for me, I don't think it'll happen. But you know, Sam, yeah, I can. Money drives Hollywood. Yeah, DC don't make any. So if they've got <laughs> something good, why not just go for it? Eh? Exactly. That's the thing. Like most of the DCU that's trying to sort of come after Marvel or whatever, it's just it's got nothing going for it. I can almost see them going, okay, this has been a critical success by and large, according to IMDb at least, and a financial success. Why don't we build off this? Why don't we have a couple of other Joker standalone movies? The thing is. Like much you was alluding to, who's going to be his antagonist? I guess you know who's going to be the villain of that film when he's the villain. Like who's the protagonist? Who's going to be the dude that you root for that eventually gets murdered or you know drops yeah. out of the series? Like they've almost written themselves into a corner. Yeah, and that uh, one of my criticisms about the end of the film was it literally has a perfect place to end, but then it continues for a couple more scenes that it's like fuck. How do we how do we end this film? You yeah. know what I mean? And that for me was like, how do we find a sequel? But money talks, man. Yep. But this isn't. They make, they make sequels. They're trying to fucking make a sequel to Gladiator at the moment. This isn't the same genre as a all movie in which other- the fucking main character dies. <laughs> How do you make a character? They literally, they wrote it. He comes back in the afterlife and shit like that. Like, oh, no shit. Like- classic. Mrs. Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this one's a different genre. This isn't going to compete against any of the Marvel superhero movies. This is going to compete against Spider Man. No, this is this is something different. This isn't this movie you take your family to. No, this is sick. Yeah, this is like <laughs> yeah, this is American Psycho. This yeah. is a different genre. I mean, I know, uh, I'll tell you guys. I took Fern to see it this morning and woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> she, she had a pillow. <laughs> she'd never laughed before, she's but like, now well, she's laughing. I prefer she's, Thomas Wayne to you. you. <laughs> she's laughing. Man. She's wearing makeup. She tries to smother me with a pillow. Bad mistake. Absolute bad mistake. Number two, if your city started rioting uncontrollably, what would you do? I'll start off. My city has started rioting uncontrollably. I was living in London when we had the student riots and then we had the like Hackney, Tottenham, all that sort of shit started rioting. I had friends that literally lived half a kilometre away from me that were having people try and kick down their front door. And I'll tell you what I did. I shat my pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it was fucking terrifying, man. You looked out on like London sky night and there's bloody, you know, smoke billowing out of like different parts of London and shit like that. Oh, I was terrified. So I just hung under yeah. my bed. The, London's got the shortest, angriest crowd, eh? And I reckon both of us yeah. would fit in. Yeah, I was going to say, like, well, you, you're the idiot hiding in the house. Like, go out on the street and fucking put your hood on and just be like, yeah, what are you guys? Like, Well, that was the thing. I was like, do I go out and join them and, like, probably get arrested because I know my luck? Yeah. Or do I stay in the house and probably get... Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a people person. I think I'd, I'd be um, pretty curious and uh, wanted to know what's going on and um, I think I'd make some friends pretty easy, but I just don't know if I could go whiteface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. You, you mean you... put on the clown face? You know, is that white face? Why, why? Why are they allowed to go like that? So neither of you would loot. Neither of you would be like, "Fuck, I need a new uh, TV." Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm I'd I've, probably um... be down there defending KFC if they try to ram raid it. <laughs> yeah, I, I could vandalize, but I don't. I couldn't loot because um, I've, I've um, when I was young, my mum used to have look at all all of our stuff, and if she thought that we had something that didn't belong to us. We get in massive, massive You'd trouble. You get the, so. the spoon, yeah. <laughs> and we'd have to go and find out who it belonged to. Eh? Where did these micro machines come from, Damien, my older brother? Yeah. And like, um, those are Machu's micro machines. <laughs> those are his friends. You've got to. Oh shit! Oh, I no. could see. I could totally see you vandalizing. Eh? From what I've heard, you vandalized a few friends' mattresses. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Sorry, Sam. You know your wedding bed. You know, oh. I did. Sam did lend. Um, his, you know, let us stay at his house for a month and Jesus. If only we didn't have a kid, eh? We I, I burnt the bed afterwards. <laughs> burnt the bed. Yuck. This movie deals with a whole lot of like mental health issues that we've sort of tried to tiptoe mm. around without really addressing. I'm no psychologist. 
I want to take this chance to say, hey, man, are you okay? Thank Mum, you. Mama said I'm a good boy. Oh, <laughs> Machu, in all seriousness, are you deflecting because you've got something to say? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, we um, there, there's a part of us all, you know, we can be a good citizen or a psychopath like the Joker. And, you know, you go through life and then things happen to you and, and sometimes a spring comes loose. And that's the difference between being a good citizen, I suppose, and becoming a psychopath. So, Sam, what about you? Are you okay? I think I am. <laughs> no springs loose? No, no springs loose. Look, I've had a baby recently. I've, well, I don't have a baby. Stacey had a baby. We've had a baby. So I've had the highs of having, you know, brought a new life into this world that I love and adore. Coupled with the fact that I'm getting fuck all sleep, floating through life, not really knowing what the hell's going on. You know, it's it's a mixture. It's a mixed bag. I think you have gone along pretty well up until this point, And I think a spring has come loose because the other day you said to me you had baby brain. And I thought to myself, that's what happens to pregnant women yeah. <laughs> who, who, who get a, have a bit of memory loss. But, uh, you know. Oh, men that- get it as well, man. You get the lack of sleep. You're getting a 3 a.m. alarm. And it's frustrating. You can't, you, you're a dad. You know this. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, like every time your baby starts crying, you go to the pub. But <laughs> and the, he's crying right now, and here I am with you guys drinking exactly. bourbons. But other, no, I'm, I'm good. What about you, Dory? Are you okay? We need to ask everyone. I think this is a. No, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm in a good place right now, other than still needing to shit. Like, <laughs> but I'm holding in there. like it's Physical pain, not mental anguish. Yeah, That's the yeah, key. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, each challenge, day by day, baby steps, we get there. Yeah. I think, like, obviously we joke around a lot on this podcast, but at the same time, New Zealand does have a culture of just she'll be right and, you know, tough it out and all that sort of shit. For those of you uh, who aren't feeling good, especially our US audience, is uh, 1-800-273-8255. There are people wanting to uh, help you. So, yeah, by all means, if anyone out there is feeling mentally unhinged, Dory has provided the phone number to you, our New Zealand listeners. It helps a lot of people, and, yeah. Sam, your three questions. Cool. So, sort of alluded to it before, Zazie Beats uh, plays a woman down the hall who has a young daughter and it's sort of implied that they're, her and Arthur are having a relationship, but obviously that unfolds and we discover that they're not, that she didn't really enjoy him stalking her and that she doesn't really enjoy his stand-up comedy and uh, yeah. yeah, feel a bit sorry for him, you know, she seemed legit and awesome, but as Dory said, there's an awkward scene where she finds him in the lounge and is just like, hey, you're that guy from down the hall. And then we get nothing. We just get a, a cut shot between him in her room or him in her lounge and then him walking down the hallway. We don't know how he get there or anything like that. And then later on at the end of the film, we get a scene of him walking down the hallway, leaving bloodied footsteps on the hallway floor. Yep. And sort of made me think, do you guys reckon? Do you reckon he killed Zazie Beats and his daughter? Or do you reckon he just cruised out of there? I'm conflicted. Initially, mm. I thought yes, straight away. I was like, she's yep. fucking dead. And if he didn't kill her, he probably did something pretty bad to her, I would imagine. But there's one thing that makes me think no. And that was his compassion he showed to the to the small man when he killed one of his friends. And he, there was a small guy with him and he's like, oh, I like you. You can go. And he, he yep. had no malice to him at all. And same with this woman. You know, he was obviously quite affectionate to her like in a made up sort of fictitious kind of way but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i'm so affectionate stalking her for a whole day so i show my affection by peering peering out the side of the window. in his mind they were in a pretty serious long-term relationship <laughs> yeah like, yeah he was like completely monogamous with her yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know i i'm gonna say he didn't kill her but he probably did some pretty bad shit yeah yeah, I, I just thought this was fucking lazy, eh? As from a movie point of view, it's like, what, do just the scene. Wh- don't don't just pretend. Don't just have a. Do they run out of budget or something? <laughs> we we're gonna let you decide in your mind. <laughs> I fucking came to see a movie. <laughs> I paid, doesn't do ambiguity. I paid, <laughs> I paid eleven. I paid eleven dollars, and I still haven't paid Sam back for yet. But <laughs> Sam paid eleven dollars for me to be confused. You're gonna get what you deserve, much. <laughs> There I am, just thinking, "Fuck you, movie." It's like it's so. It's really so, so at the end of Inception, where you don't really know if he's out of the dream or not, how did you feel about that? Oh, you know that that's a, that's a, um, a massive part of the movie that okay. was all focused on that one point. This is just a part of the movie. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with it. Like this, this is the thing they they bring in these different concepts and and themes from other movies. It doesn't work because it's just a, a minor part. Like just show the scene, do the scene. Don't make me think about it in my mind. <laughs> I don't go to movies to just have a movie on my by myself in my head. <laughs> it was lazy. No, she, she didn't get killed because I didn't see it. So okay. 
Yeah. Interesting. So no ambiguity. It's interesting because when I wrote it, I, I did think to myself, he let that little person go. And that made me think, like, she's done nothing to deserve being murdered. No. But as I said, like, the scene where he's, we don't see him murder the, like, woman, you know, in the hospital or whatever. Yeah, but, but he the, did. He, yeah, yeah, but the bloody did. footprints. Yeah, but you see the bloody away. footprints. Made me sort of, like, go back and think, I wonder if he murdered her or not. And that moves us on to my second question. Aside from everything that the Joker does, what do you guys think was the most bonkers decision someone else made? You know, one of the other side characters. I mean, the obvious one. I'll go for the obvious one. <laughs> uh, is why the fuck would Murray bring the um, Arthur Fleck onto his show? Like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, did they, obviously back then in the 80s, you, you know, picking on mentally ill people <laughs> that was, was okay. acceptable. Yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> that, was, that was what they seemed like. Yeah. Entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fuck over this guy. And luckily for the Joker that he had this kind of self-realisation that that was going to happen so he could flip the scripts. But actually, that you know, there's two the, – yeah, that was – yeah, that would never happen today. Oh, wait, we've got Jeremy Kyle show. Yeah, Jerry Springer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, it still happens. <laughs> exactly. That, that's the thing. Like, that's what these merchants of menace are. They're just people that bring on people that shouldn't be on TV, that shouldn't yeah. have their private life. Well, these people go on there and ruin life. Okay, you're sitting at home right now, right? Imagine, oh, it's your phone call. Hey, how's it going? Hey, yeah, is this much? Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, do you want to come on the Jerry Springer show? Uh, Why? Oh, Carol's just put you guys forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, Carol, no, Carol wants that. to tell you about her other husband. It's never going to work out well for me. No. I'm going to get like, completely ambushed. Like, why would you agree to go on that show? We've got much in a soundproof booth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) What was your answer there, Dory? Oh, my went for the most obvious one. When your mentally ill, insane co-worker is a bit sad and he gets beat up, maybe don't give him a gun. (laughs) That's a very valid point. Like the, The Joker got beat up by some kids, comes in with bruises, and his co-worker, who doesn't actually like him and sets him up to fail a couple of times, Goes, hey, you need to protect yourself. Here's a gun. Don't worry, it's untraceable. Fucking, here's some bullets. <laughs> Look after yourself, mate. See here's ya. a bag with gun and bullets in it, eh? Yeah. Not to mention that later on, when the gun comes out of the kids' hospital, he gets in trouble for that. And like, he's trying to argue that it's a prop gun. And his boss is like, oh, one of the other guys, you know, the guy that gave him the gun, said that you came up to him asking him to buy a gun. Yeah. Gives yeah. him a gun and then dobs on him. Oh, like, well, who, look who's laughing now. And, look, and, then he goes, and then he goes and visits him and says, what have you said about the gun? Like, um, Yeah. He's, it's too late. Like, <laughs> what are you expecting? Yeah, that guy's an idiot. Well done, guys. You picked the two ones that I was thinking. Absolutely nailed that one. And that moves me down to my final question. As I mentioned before, they allude to the fact that uh, the Joker and Batman are brothers and that, you know, well, you know, half brothers or whatever. And then goes on to discover that his, basically his mum was a mental case and he was an abandoned baby who was adopted. But I want to know from you guys, what do you reckon? What do you reckon the true story is? Do you guys reckon he was adopted? Or do you reckon the Waynes planted that evidence to, you know, shift the blame and the responsibility? What do you reckon? Oh, planted for sure. I mean, who wouldn't want a piece of penny fleck back in the day? Like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, you know, you, you'd be tempted. You'd be, oh, hey, um, yeah, there's, um, my bedroom's um, pretty dirty, eh? Like, <laughs> we, I think you guys might have a point because we've seen how much of an arsehole he is. Yeah. Like, he's confronted by a guy that's clearly unwell and cleaning his help and just fucking straight punches him in the face. Yeah, I mean, but if some guy came up to me in the toilet with my wang out and it's just watching me, uh, no. You know the one thing that made me think that it wasn't? And, and I think this is the case. I, I truly believe that, that he, he's not the son of Mr. Wayne. And that's because the crazy mum, she is actually crazy. And at the start of the movie, she just keeps referencing to him like he's a hero. Like, yeah, oh, Mr. Wayne will save us. He's so cool. Like, if you had sex with a millionaire and you had a kid to him and he fucking got you thrown in a mental asylum, yeah, I don't think you'd be so fond of him. Like, something in her head's not right. Unless he had delusions. Yeah, yeah. I got you, yeah. Your question's much easier. Anywho, yeah, oh, your question's okay. much easier. Right, so during during the film, we see Joker laughing his head off because he's got this condition where he can't stop laughing and he often laughs during inappropriate moments. So what is the most 
inappropriate thing that you have laughed your head off at? My laughing at things that scare me is one of my default reactions. Like when I'm mountain biking through like really rough terrain and shit like that, I've often been known to laugh. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with laughing at the birth of my child. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I, oh my god! I kept it together for You're about the same here as me. <laughs> it was, it was just, I, I kept it together for a bit, like because the, the labour went for forty hours. I kept it together for most of it, and then right at the end, Stacey was just like, "I'm in so much pain," and I hadn't made a joke the entire time. I was kept it cool. I'm not pissing you off, not annoying her. And so I just looked at her and I was like, "I know what you're going through." And she looked at me and goes, "You don't know." And I go, "Yes, I did. I gave birth to five different children last week." And she just gave me this look of, and I lost it. Oh, so 40 hours of pain, but you managed to keep it in that, almost, almost keep it in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd been, I was like, that sounds sounds awful, Sam. I can't believe you got put through that pain. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> default to tell a joke for 40 hours. <laughs> I know. But you know me, like I like to make light of situations to make it like yeah, enjoyable yeah, or relatable. Fair enough, so fair like that was my thing. Like, you know, I make a joke about this, but I couldn't. I was just like, had to be serious there in, in the, you know, moment, all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, I just couldn't help it. I laughed while oh, Stacey was. a tough was, one to be yeah. there, Dory. 40 hours of pain and then throwing a joke. This is, this is pretty heavy. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. So when I was flatting back in Australia, I had a flatmate and her name was Jess. She was awesome, like real good flatmate. Yeah. And she was Kiwi. She had a friend back in New Zealand that had terminal cancer. Shit. Uh-oh. It's just getting heavy, right? <laughs> so she would go back uh, randomly and, and visit her friend. And sometimes she'd be good, sometimes she wouldn't. And anyway, she went back one time and basically figured out that her friend had been lying to her the whole time, didn't have cancer, and she had a meth addiction, and she'd been taking money off people. Like... <laughs> Like as, and that's why she'd like she could look real sick, and she could go to the. And I just burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not friends anymore. So, really? so Jess, oh. if you're listening, I know that was the beginning of the end for us. But uh, I love you, and uh, I yeah, hope we can uh, build a bridge and get over this because I feel bad about that. What the fuck <laughs> is that bad? Yeah, but it's like we, we laugh at things to make fucking you know light of the situations, and we can't have. Like, New Zealand is a very much tall poppy syndrome. We can't help but laugh at other people that are like, yeah, you know, and then when we see a backfire on them, we're like, we've this, what's, what's the German word for it? Shade and fruit? Would you laugh at other people's mistakes or whatever? Oh, yeah. You, you can't help it sometimes. I just felt so bad. And like this, the, the other thing was I sort of smelt a rat the whole time with this chick. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? But you know, you don't question someone with cancer, like. That's- yeah. Question number 18. During the film, we, as we mentioned before, uh, the Joker gives chase to some street kids wearing clown shoes and he, and he does a good job like he, he really keeps up with them despite wearing shoes twice the size of his feet quite clearly so how fast do you think you could run in clown shoes um i'm pretty fucking quick i'm not gonna lie um, it's been, <laughs> wait wait what's that you're not gonna lie <laughs> it, it's, it's been times that i can do a uh, three minute 23 kilometer on your bike. Yeah, mate. Oh, that's a good... That's I know, good, sorry, yeah, you are. You are legit. Yeah, this is yeah, legit. Yeah, this yeah, can be confirmed. People in this room know about this. Yeah. yeah. In clown shoes, I'd probably scale that back to about a 4.23. Oof. That's quick as well. It's still that's pretty some... quick. I, I'm thinking that you could probably use, like, if you change your running technique, you could be turning yourself into, like, Blade Runner and get, like... <laughs> spring, Blade Runner, right there. Yeah, get spring action <laughs> off those shoes. Like, you Blade... can take extra big steps and just launch... Bit. Uh, it's a known fact that I am part of the Slow Man's Running Club, and I'm very proud of it. Uh, that being said, when I was about 13, 14 years old, I really wanted a new pair of shoes, and I found a size 13 pair that I was like, these are like 40 bucks, they're like Chuck Taylors, this is awesome, I'm going to look like the coolest kid in school. Never like stopped to think, hang on, I've got size 9 feet. So I wore a pair of size 13 shoes for a lot longer than I should have. And I got really good at running away from bullies in those shoes. And you never grew into them. <laughs> no, yeah, that was my anticipation. I'm going to grow into these shoes. <laughs> never mind that I'd stopped growing at about age 12 and, and the height that I am now. Yeah. Do you think that the clown shoes, you know when you walk in flippers, how the technique is to actually walk backwards? Yeah. Because yeah, you've yeah. got nothing. Do you think that would be the same thing? Like you'd be like backing up real quick. Like, <laughs> Come on, I'm coming to get you. Part of that is because the flippers are so tough, eh? And yeah. then those clown shoes are big floppy things, eh? Yeah, yeah, true. Question number 19. In the Batman universe, where does this film rank? That's a good question there, Maju. <laughs> We've deleted his past five questions, by the way, listeners. <laughs> Wait, Doug. 
I would hate to put this ahead of Batman or Robin. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a George Clooney one, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a Batman Forever guy? Yeah, I'm Batman for the Riddler in that one. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. It was right in the time where I loved Jim Carrey. Like, it was just after Ace Ventura, like... That's it, it, yeah, good point. Everything yeah. he touched was golden. Not to mention a Tommy Lee Jones that's also like trying to be Jim Carrey. Yeah, I, yeah. No, and and Val Kil- Kilmer as Batman, like the Iceman as Batman. Yeah. Like, oh it's my god, really good. At the same token, though, like Arnold Schwarzenegger making a thousand ice puns. Let's yeah. kick some ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like <laughs> fucking brilliant. That being said, man, like you you can't forget the Halle Berry Catwoman. Which is also a like a villain <laughs> spin-off of the Batman series, man. Like these are legit awesome masterpieces for Holy of the Contrarians podcast. Are you listening to this? I hope you're enjoying this. <laughs> these are like legitimately awesome Batman films. Wait, wait, where do you actually think? So, and uh, you think at number two? Yeah, number two. Yeah. Number two. And two. What, well, which one are you actually putting Ooh. in front of it? No, no, I'd put Catwoman in uh, Batman and Robin, and even Batman Forever. So number four. There we go. See, I'm legitimately going to put it number two okay. behind Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yeah. Oh, nah, I've got it at three. Oh, I still like Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, it's yeah. like the one that set the scene for me. At the time, I was, you know, a young kid watching Batman and great performance from Michael Keaton and um, Jack Nicholson, and then got a bit older and it started to lose its steam with George Clooney and Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. And then it come back with, um, you know... Um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. And then, um, yeah, I think just uh, behind that... <laughs> Well, how much you're taking this seriously? <laughs> it was the two. It's just, it's, I feel like I feel like it's better than the second Joker, but it's probably not. Heath Ledger did a great job, and yeah, I think it's yeah, just yeah. behind that. Yeah, yeah fair. I, I thought everyone was going to go that Dark Knight. Dark Knight was yeah. going to be the number one. Well, if I'm being I'm serious, glad it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Number one. Oh, oh yeah. And that moves us down to the final question, which was a listener question that we threw out there to you guys, our dear listeners, to answer for us. I mean, this is, like I said, well, I've talked about the Catwoman movie, but there aren't too many other films out there which have comic book villains that have their own standalone film. So I'm wondering from you guys, what other comic book movie villain would you guys like to see have a solo standalone film? Oh, you know, there's a lot of um, films where it actually builds the villain's background quite a bit. Like even a lot of the Batman films do it really well. Thanos, for example, they had a lot of his background. So I don't think we need a solo film for him. And a lot of the Batman characters, like, for example, Penguin. That'd be quite cool, eh? Rick, like, seeing him yeah. grow up in Antarctica with the penguin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One with the penguin. And then I'd yeah. teach them how to put rockets on their backs. He'd and be the one, like, fly them at um, batarangs and bat cars and bat yeah. mobiles. But, but actually, Juggernaut. I, I've, um, oh. I think Juggernaut's fucking huge unit. And all you see is him. He just turns up. And you're like, fuck, how the, where did he come from? Like, what's his background story? He is... This not the Vinny. What, what's his name? Not the, <laughs> Vinny Jones. Not yeah. the Vinny Jones, but Juggernaut. The the latest Juggernaut. That big Russian unit, man. Played by Ryan Reynolds. No, played bullshit. Ryan Reynolds plays Juggernaut in the Deadpool movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So I, I want to see. I want to know where he came from. I want to know his backstory. I want to know how. Do you want the backstory? Big. No, I want to see it in a movie. He's the, s- the step brother of Professor X. Who gets pissed what? off at the fact that Professor X and all these step other guys? Brother. Yeah, yeah, stepbrother. Like, um, there's so much room for activities, stepbrother. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, we're on a fucking boat, yeah, yeah, stepbrother. Like <laughs> Do we just become best friends? Yeah, yeah, that one. He's like the stepbrother of Professor X who gets pissed off that, you know, Professor X is a mutant and all these other guys have mutant powers. So he goes out and finds the gem of Citerac. Citerac. Oh, well, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, and then that imbues him with, like, you know, the unstoppable force sort of thing. Like, it makes him strong, powerful, that sort of shit. But does he just turn into this big giant unit overnight? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. That's a bit disappointing. Oh, he's a bit of a unit. Yeah. He's already a bit of a unit. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I got this question wrong. I didn't realize it was a comic book villain. Well, you can, you can go free range, villains. man. Free range. Yeah, regular villains. Yeah. I went with um, Harry and Marv from Home Alone. <laughs> You want a Wet Bandits movie? <laughs> yeah. I think the Wet Bandits would, like, I'm imagining it would kind of be like Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Because they're in jail a lot. Do you reckon, do you reckon there'd be, like, more kids like, like Macaulay Culkin that, like, would torment these guys? Oh, my God. Where do they get I'm just vet? imagining a free get... movie where it's, like, they just get foiled by different kids. I'm imagining going. successful before they met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm what imagine going sp- back to their trailer park and like seeing all this cool stuff they've got yeah. from stealing shit. What do you think they spent their money on? Like they, like they were successful. They were robbing people and they were doing well. Well, so- Marv seemed to always lose his gold tooth, so that would be True. expensive. Keep replacing that. Oh yeah, exorbitant prices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and gold prices through the roof. <laughs> For me, uh, it's been announced that The Suicide Squad is getting a sequel, which is the film is going to be called The Suicide Squad. Uh, a few people are making a comeback for that film. You're just the- going Margot Robbie, eh? Because you want to see <laughs> no, it <tits> again. <laughs> no. Yeah. She's getting her own film. She's what? getting Birds of Prey, so she's getting her own film. But they've announced Taika Waititi is going to be in the Suicide Squad movie. Oh. They haven't announced his role. And what I want him to do is I want him to play one of Batman's most scariest and biggest and most, you know, like threatening foes, Condiment King. Condiment King. Condiment King is armed with ketchup and mustard. Yes. <laughs> What's his backstory? Want... He's clearly a disgruntled McDonald's worker. Exactly. <laughs> but imagine Taika Waititi fed up at life. You know, go, the story of how he comes across these giant bottles of mustard and ketchup. That's what I want to see. I want to see a Condiment King solo film. Lead it into the Suicide Squad. I have it following the Suicide Squad. Come on, DC. Grow some balls, you pussies. We've Fucking gone full circle it. here because you, now you talk about that. Do you think Ronald McDonald would be like one of the Joker's alias, like like one of his henchmen? Like, could you imagine Ronald McDonald and the Joker turning up like out of a car? Like, I can't sell you Happy Meals if you're dead. <laughs> Pretty much, that fucking dude has killed some fucking people, man. Fucking evil real, asshole. A real life Joker, eh? Shit. Yeah. Anywho, as is mentioned, we threw it over there to you, our dear listeners, to answer the question for us. First one we're going to start off is well, we'll mention our patrons, but. Uh, we love our patrons. You guys are stuck by us while we had our hiatus. And one of them is one of our most awesome people on the planet, Tara Maholic. And she won, she basically says, I know they're going to do a TV show, but I still want a Loki movie. Sorry, not sorry. Emily Higgins from Sasis Podcast said Catwoman, but she also wouldn't mind a Poison Ivy or Tyler Al Ghul. Netflix and Swill said Doctor Doom. Oh, fuck yeah. Contrarian said Mephi. Fisto, Gillian Ashton said the Winter Soldier. Good on you, Gillian. I knew you were going to throw out there. Yep, yeah, he's got makes long sense. hair. Like a girl. <laughs> uh, if you're into girls, then you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no comment to that. A good mate, Nick, aka Autistic Nick, said Clary on the Witch Boy. Epic film, guys, for a motherfucking apocalypse. Oh, I'm so there with you, Nick. You fucking legend of a man. Fuck, I want to see Apocalypse in the MCU. Good old Dan over Netflix and Silf. We'll follow that up with Can the Conqueror. I'm just noticing these guys are blanked because they have no idea who the fuck these people are. Colby Mack, Magneto and Doctor Doom, Paul, oh, Paul from the Countdown Podcast, who I've just recently recorded a guest episode with that you'll find in our Patreon, in which we did the top 10 horror movies from the last 10 years. Said Judge Def. Ryan Terry said Catwoman, but he only wants the Michelle Pfeiffer version. Fair enough. Skills <laughs> yeah. 95 wants Reverse Flash. Good on you, bro. That's totally, totally the right answer as well. Chasing Movies wants Catwoman. Mackenzie Lambert wants Mr. Freeze. TV's Travis wants Magneto. Dust to Dust wants Mojo Movie. Fuck, I'm with you there, man. Mojo is a character that these guys don't know about, but he's fucking hilarious. Monkey Wait, from um... Catwoman keeps coming up. Hasn't she had a movie? She has, but man, they want to do her justice, bro. True Paranormal would like to see a Lex Luthor movie, done but, but done from his worldview, where he is the benevolent champion of humankind and Superman is viewed as a total jerk, possibly the greatest threat to Earth. That's a really good answer there. Ronnie Castle said Luther or Marvel for Loki. Uh, Recast Pod said Batman's villains are great. A Riddler standalone would be cool. Tom Harden's Babe. I think he means Bane. Sounds like you'd have a cool origin, but one and only one for a kick-ass movie. Deathstroke. We'll be there. PIB podcast said Magneto. Uh, Tyler Anson said even though he's basically an anti-hero now, Red Hood straight out of the Lazarus Pit would be great. <laughs> oh, I love how blank these guys' faces are. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Red Hood. Sure. Old Red Hood. Uh, either the opening or flashbacks through out seeing him as a hero before the pits, going through exactly how bad the pips warned his sanity, warped his sanity. Totally agree. Dust to Dust said Catwoman. Phil Sagan said Kingpin, which I totally agree if we get Vincent Donofrio. Totally. The Toy Man from Peter Young. Glenn McGregor said Craven the Hunter. Mo Energy Podcast said Thanos would be cool. I think we've already fucking seen yeah. that over two films. But yeah, good on you, man. Talks on Doc, said the Court of Owls, and also mentioned Hush. But finally, the one that I've missed that we're going to finish on is the IMDb Junior podcast, who said Condiment King. Oh, you just a fucking oh, dude. We, we just happened to finish on that. And so just because you've happened to finish on the one that you said, I'm going to throw in a couple more just to. Ru- no, not to ruin. That, it's interesting that we didn't have things like Megatron from Transformers, Skeletor from He-Man, or Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, there's a lot out there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shredder would be good. <laughs> the first two didn't start as comics, but they have been to have comics. But yeah, Shredder would be good. Oh, really? They didn't yeah. start as comics. They started as 
TV shows. The yeah. other one I wanted to go to a TV show, which I doubt was a comic, was Dr. Blythe off uh, Captain Planet. Oh! <laughs> Captain Planet. <laughs> Dr. Was, Blythe. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Actually, I, I was thinking, where's this going? But yeah, I she remember She was pretty that. hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. As long as she didn't pull her hair back across that like bit of her face. Captain Planet. Like, we've seen some fan um, videos that have come out recently. That's going to come out soon. The, the I'm pretty of- sure they've started to make a movie of that, eh? Anywho, that takes us down to the end. Thank you so much for everyone's answers. I flew through them. I'd love to give you guys the congratulations you all deserve, but unfortunately we had so much responses, I had to just blast through as many as I can. Thanks to you guys. Thanks again to our Patreons for giving, this, uh, for giving us money over this time while we're not really producing much content. Promise you we'll be coming back in full force probably in the new year. We're probably going to do Jojo Rabbit between now and then, the Taika Waititi film that's coming out in a couple of weeks. But uh, another big thanks to these guys for going to the movies with me and uh, coming here and throwing 20 questions at it. Well done, guys. You've been awesome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Sam. And I, I, will, I will transfer that money to you soon. <laughs> Forget about it. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Cheers, bro. So if you like our podcast and want to get a hold of us or follow us, whatever, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. You can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews In 20 Qs. You can send us an email at mratqs at gmail.com. If you want to become one of our wonderful Patreons, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash MRITQS, where we're going to post a couple of Patreon-only episodes, as well as getting early access to some of these shows and other special things, such as the movie Masturbate that we did recently, where me and six Australians basically masturbated over it. So three Australians argued why the movie It was a good film, and three argued why it was shit, and I got to judge the Australians and tell them how stupid they were. Fuck, I always thought you were released one of my private home videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, that is thanks from me. Cheers.